So we're up to Dav Hayamid Aleph. Um, the last thing the, the Gemara said is that Rav Chia listed, our Mishnah listed four of us, Rav Chia listed 24. Rav listed 13, and then Rav Chia listed 24. So the Gemara asked, why didn't anyone else list Rav Chia's, uh, you know, uh, Rav Chia's 24? So we said, we didn't want to talk about Knossus. Okay. So then the Gemara said, what about a Ganef and a Gazlin? That's not a Knas. The answer is that was included in Rav Oishia's Shomrachinam. I said, why did Rav Chia list Shomrachinam and a Ganef and a Gazlin? The answer is, it's two different forms of theft. One is theft that you were began as a thief, and one is that you were originally a Shomer and then became a thief. So because it's the same result, but it's different uh, ways to go about it, uh, and, and different, you know, reasons to be machmer or mekel, the Rav Chia counted both. But basically, Rav Oishia did not count the additional 11 of Rav Chia because he did not want to count knosses, penalties. He only wanted to count things that you have to pay because it's uh, actually monetary damage. So the Gemara says, beginning of Hayam Adalif, Edim Zoymin, said, how come Edim Zoymin are not in the list? Dimamaynuhu, listening. Right, Edim Zoymin again is that if I... F- lie falsely under oath that you owe him $100, I have to pay $100. So that's not a, that's not a, a penalty. I mean, it's a debate. But Pashtus, it's not a penalty. Pashtus is, I did damage to you. I, 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 I slandered your name and made you, you know, obligate $100 in court, so I have to pay for that. So if it's not a knas, then why is it not listed? The answer is, the answer is, Rav Oishia follows Rav Akiva, who feels that Edom Zayman are a knas, right? This is a machlekes in the beginning of Makis. How do you perceive Edom Zayman? Do you perceive it as a monetary damage that you're paying for, or is it a penalty? So Rav Akiva holds that it's a penalty, so Rav Oishia holds like Rav Akiva, and therefore he did not list it because he did not list penalties in his Mishnah. Damar, as Rav Akiva said, now Rav Akiva never outright said it's a penalty, but this is Rav Akiva's way of saying it's a penalty. Ein mashalmin al pi That you do not pay for your own admission. The halacha is that when you admit, if I go over to you and I say, I admit I stole $100, I have to pay $100. But if let's say I admit to a penalty, so I say that uh, I, I, uh, I stole a sheep and I butchered it. The halach is I only pay one. I don't pay four or five. Why? Because you do not pay for a penalty under your own admission. If a person admits to a penalty, he does not pay. That's the halacha by Knossos. So Rav Akiva said that if a person comes forward and he says, Hey, I lied falsely under oath. I was an aid Zimer. You do not have to pay. Why? Because it's a knas. So, i.e., it's a knas. So, Rav Akiva holds it's a knas. So, the reason why Rav Oishia did not list Edim Zayman in his Mishnah is because he follows Rav Akiva. Here's the problem. If you follow Rav Akiva, then we have an issue with what we said yesterday. Yesterday, we asked a question, which is, Rav Oishia listed 13. So, we said, in the 13, he listed men multiple times. Mave, which is man. And then he listed Tsar, Nezek, Riboshevis, and Boishis, which is all men. So, we said, why? So, we said, because... One is a man hitting an animal, and one is a man hitting a man. If a man hits an animal, that's mave. If a man hits, hits another man, that's tsar, nezek, ripa, shavis, and boshes. So then the, Gemara, then the Gemara said, that was, yes, that was, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. Then the Gemara said yesterday, that was by Adam. Why? Let me start again. Adam is listed twice in 
in Ravashi's list of 13. Why is an Adam listed twice? One is where an Adam is Mazak Adam, one is a Mazak Adam and Mazak Shar. Then the Gemara said, so why not list Shar twice? Shar the Mazak Shar, Shar the Azak Adam. So the Gemara said, because there's no difference in payment. A Shar is Mazak Shar, he pays. A Shar is Mazak Adam, he pays. By an Adam, there's a difference, because when Adam is Mazak Shar, he pays what he, what he damaged. When Adam is Adak Adam, he pays Tsar, Nezek, Reba, Shabbos, and Boishas. So Ravashi is not just list, interested in listing every case. He listed two forms of Adam, because there's a difference in methods of payment. But as opposed to a Shar, which is Mazak, it doesn't matter. Here's the problem. If Ravashi is now following Rav Akiva, and that's why he doesn't list he doesn't list Adam Zayman because it's a knas. Rav Akiva actually holds there's a difference in payment whether a shar is mazik a shar or whether shar is mazik an adam. The difference is that we know that when a shar is mazik another shar, the first three times you pay half penalty. The fourth time you pay full. Seemingly, same thing if it damages a person. Damages a person, first three times half, fourth time full. Not Rav Akiva. Rav Akiva holds that when a shar is mazik an adam, he pays full price from the beginning. So the question is like this, if you talk a hold like Rav Akiva, so then if you're going to go with Rav Akiva, you should list Shar twice, because according to Rav Akiva, there is a different method of payment regarding whether a Shar is Mazik Shar or a Shar is Mazik Adam. If a Shar is Mazik Shar, you pay half, a Shar is Mazik Adam, you pay Nezik Shalom. So why, if you're going to go with Rav Akiva, fine, you're going to say that you're following Rav Akiva and then go with Rav Akiva, then you should list Shar twice. So the Gemara says, if you hold like Rav Akiva, list Nitre Gav Nishar, then list Shar twice. List Nishar Dazak Shar, list Nishar Dazak Adam. You should list a Shar that's Mazak Shar, and a Shar that's Mazak and Adam. As we said, this is later on, Rav Akiva says, If a Shar, that's a Tam, he's never damaged anybody before, but he hurts a person, you paid Nazak Shalom. Unlike, where it's mazik ashar, where it pays chatzin nezik. So, because our Vikiva holds that there is a different method of payment, how so? Because normally it's half, but over here it's you pay full nezik shalim. So, why isn't it listed? So, the Gemara answer is very interesting. The reason why I didn't want to list shar de azik adam, why would we list shar de azik adam? Is because it's a different payment. How so? Normally you pay half, but now you pay full. You don't always pay full. Because our Vikiva's shita is that you don't pay metav. We spoke about this two days ago. There's, there's a, a chiddush by Karen that by Regel. Regel? Regel? One second. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a chiddush by Karen. I'm sorry, by Karen. That by Karen, you do not pay aliyah. Meaning, normally, if I, I damage you, I pay the damage. It doesn't matter if my ox damages your ox, it pays the damage. It doesn't matter the value of my ox. But we said there's a big chiddish by Karen that you do not pay more than the value of the ox itself. So I'll give you an example. You have a $1,000 ox that damages, destroys a $50,000 ox. So you'll say, well, you pay half. That's twenty-five. No, no, no. That's true by Regal, that's true by Shane, not by Karen. By Karen, you just say, listen, I'm paying you $1,000. That's the value of my ox. I'm not paying more than the value of the damager. Rebbe Kiva feels the same thing when a shar is mazik in Adam. You only pay the value of the shar. So because of that, to say that by a shar that's mazik Adam, you pay full, not all the time. Because many times you won't pay full. Because often, 
the ox that's damaging is not valued to the same way as the person. So just to say that you automatically pay full, it's a little misleading. So we originally said, why not, if you hold a Rav Akiva, you should say two oxes. Why? Ox that's mazik shar is chazi nezek. Ox that's mazik adam is nezek shalom. The answer is, it's not always nezek shalom. Because you also only pay your cap. There's a cap. So because there's a cap, it's not always nezek shalom. So we didn't want to list two shars, because then you'll say, well, nezek shalom. But that's misleading, because it's not always nezek shalom. There's a cap. So because of that, he didn't want to get into the in the nitty gritty of it. Isn't that with every case? That is true, but I guess he didn't want to start saying that there's two different forms of payment by a net by a karen by a shar because then you'll just sort of hear you'll be like oh chatzin nezek nezek shalom and then you'll just think nezek shalom all the time but it's not really true. You are right. That is true with every karen, but I guess he didn't. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess the point is, the way Tyson explains, to list it in the mission of Avos, it's sort of like unequivocal all the time. And you hear Nezek Shalem, you're thinking Nezek Shalem. That's not true, because statistically, it's probably very often not Nezek Shalem, because Nezek Shalem is paying for the value of the person, but you're capped by the value of the ox. So the point is, it didn't want to list it, it didn't want to list it, Correct. They didn't want to list it as an, its own av because it, it, it's not the category is not as wide sweeping. I guess that's why. That's it. The Gemara says, "Avtamshchavri Rav Akiva Lekzize." Rav Akiva cut down his own sheet. I mean, the reason why we didn't want to list Rav Akiva that what that if it, a shar that's azik adam, it's nezik shalim and it's an own av because it's not always nezik shalim because there's a cap. You might think there's no cap. There is a cap. So because there's a cap, meaning, and the cap is the value of the ox that damages. So that, that's, that's going to, uh, oftentimes it's not going to get to Nezek Shalom. I, I hear your point. Your point is, but still write it. And then, you know, if it does, it does, it does, it doesn't. I guess the point is, Tyson is saying, for it to be an Av Nezikin, you want a little more definitive across the board. You don't want as much, depending on the situation, you want just like clean. Okay. Okay, let's go weiter. So now, again, we're still bothered by why did Rav Oishia list 13 and not 24? So the rule was he did not list uh, penalties. Okay. uh, Now we're going to go through some of the other ones that he omitted. We're going to try to figure out why. So we've already asked about Adam Zoman, we've already asked about Ganif and Goslin. Now we're going to ask by Onus and Mafata. So the Gemara wants to know why did he list out, why did he exclude Onus, Mafata, and Moti Shemra? Now, Dimamonu, you see, because, okay, when you, God forbid, if someone rapes a woman, you have to pay a lot. You'll have to pay the pain, you'll have to pay embarrassment, you'll have to pay medical fees, you'll have to pay not going to work if it causes her not to work, and then you have to pay the 50, 50 shekel penalty of the Torah. So the Gemara is saying, I understand there's the penalty element, but there's other elements as well. So it's not just penalty, there's mammon. So just why isn't it listed? So the Gemara's answer is, is very obvious. The Mishnah listed Tsar, Nezek, Ripoy, Sheves, and Vaishas. The Mishnah listed the main categories of payment. In Onus, what, 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 what would you like, why would you like to list it? Because you have to pay tsar, it's already listed. You have to pay nezek, it's already listed. Tsar, ripoy, listed. Sheves, listed. Baishas, listed. The only thing that's unique about an onus of mafata is that, as opposed to every other damage that you punch someone in the face, is that there's a 50 penalty. 
And the answer is penalty is not listed. I Meaning the reason why we're not going to list it is because it's just an example of damaging. The only thing that makes it unique as opposed to any other damage is that there is a penalty, but we don't list penalties. So because of that. The Gemara says, Manavshach, uh, Inezek, what makes it unique? Is it the Nezek Tanile? That's already listed. Itzar Tanile, Iboishes Tanile, Ipagam Tanile, Ainu Nezek. What makes it unique? Knasa, the penalty. Biknasa le Kemari. We're not listing penalties. Okay, let's keep listening. What else did he omit? Hamatameb, Hamadameb, Hamanaseach. If I go into your property and I go to your barrel of wine and I make it yayanesach, I, I pour it uh, for, for Yoshka. Or so I, I cause you money to be lost, I have to pay you. Or I go into your property, I'm tame and I touch your fruit. Or I take truma and I mix it into your fruit. That, those are penalties you have to pay. Not penalties, those are damages you have to pay. So how come he omitted it? The answer is like this, why do you have to pay? So there's a famous machlekes throughout Shas called Hezek She'eno Nikr which is I cause you damage, but it's like a spiritual damage. No one saw it. Like there's no, there's no, like, there's no scanning. There's no bakai. There's just, it's a spiritual damage. Now, if you hold hezek she'eno nikr, shmei hezek, then I have to pay because I damaged you. But it's already listed in Nezek. Is this a physical damage like No, no, I, I went into your bottle of wine and I touched it having in mind for so Buddha. Correct. It's it's spiritual. It's not it's not clear at all. I mean, by the way, it doesn't have to be spiritual. I guess like I could. I, um, it might be forms nowadays, like with computers. Like maybe you could, uh, maybe uh, coding or something that cause damages. I, I don't know. But the point is over here. The Gemara's example. It's Hezekshen and Nicker. So if you hold Shmei has, I'll answer the question of why it's not listed very simply. Manashach, why do you have to pay if I go in and I take your wine and I make it into INS? I have to pay. There's two options. Either because Hezek Shein Onik or Shmei Hezek, and that's called the damage, then that's damage, as I already listed. If it's Hezek Shein Onik or Shmei Hezek, which is actually, I don't have to pay for that, so why do I don't have to pay? It's a penalty, and it's a penalty. Then, and penalties we don't list. Mamarashach, it's going to be covered, because if it's called Hezek Shein Onik or Shmei Hezek, then this is a classic example of a damage. It's, just, it's a chiddish that it's, it's a non physical damage, but it's a damage. Which you could have seen, by the way, the Mishnah saying, but I wanted to list that. Okay, fine. And if you hold Loishme Hezek, so why are you paying? There's a penalty. I don't list penalties. So that's the Gemara says, Manavshach, I Hezek Shenanikr Shmei Hezek, if the Tan of our Mishnah feels Hezek Shenanikr Shmei Hezek, and that's why you pay, Hatan Elenezek, it's already listed. And I Hezek Shenanikr Loishme Hezek, and if you hold it's not Hezek, have the Knasa. So why are you paying? Because it's a penalty. But Knasa like a Mary. So it's, uh, you know. Moving right along. I, I told you yesterday after the daf, I'm Amish, like, you know, everything in physicality is, is rooted in Tyre. This is Mamish what they're doing in Gaza. Line by line, just rooting out, like, like these dafim are slow, methodical. Let's keep going. Uh, exactly. So now, Rav Chia listed Metame, Menaseach, and Medame. So that Rav Oishia didn't, because Rav Oishia said, Manoshach, if it's Hezek and Nikosh Hezek, it's Hezek. If it's not Hezek, it's a penalty. So why do Rav Chia list it? Oh, so the Gemara says... Or Rav Chia? Rav Chia? What, meaning why do Rav Chia list it? Oh, no, no, I, I think he's... Uh, Rav Chia is listing Knossos. Rav Chia is comfortable. Oh, so... Correct, correct. So the Gemara says, Rav Chia Hezek Shenikar Loishmei Hezek Dishmei Hezek Katanalei Nezek No, True. Rav Chia is comfortable listing Hezek. He's also comfortable listing Knossos. Rav Chia is comfortable. So the question is, but what does Rav Chia hold? So it must be that he holds it's a Knoss. Why? Because if it's a regular Hezek, 
then he's already listed Hezek. The fact that he listed a separate time is that it's a special thing called a knas. The Gemara says no. Really, no, it's called a Hezek. So, why did Rukhia list it? He doesn't look at it as a Knas. So, why did he list it? The answer is Rukhia wanted to list different forms of Hezek. There's Hezek where the damage is visible, and there's Hezek where the damage is not visible. And Rukhia felt that that was noteworthy enough to list. Okay? Here's the Gemara's question Our Mishnah, anytime the Mishnah lists throughout Shas, anytime there's a list, you know, one, two, three, four, and it tells you the number, it always does that for a reason, right? It could just say, Shar bar mavahever. I could count four. It says, Arba avus. It's to exclude something. So you have the Mishnah that said Arba. You had Rav Oishia who said 13, and then listed 13. And then Rav Chia who said 24, and listed 24. So I understand why our Mishnah said four. The cause, even though I could count, it's saying four, not 13, not 24. Meaning, I know there are other lists out there. I'm not interested. I understand why Rav Oishia wrote the list of 13 and then wrote 13 because he's saying 13, not 24. Meaning, Rav Oishia is saying, listen, I'm going to list 13. I know there's 24 out there. I want 13 only. But the question is, why is Rav Chia, after writing 24, why does he say 24? He's not excluding anybody else. He's the most inclusive. So what is he excluding by saying 24? 24 is supposed to what? I know it's 24. I can count. So the Gemara says, I understand why Aratana lists four, four to the exclusion of Ravoshia. Ravoshia Tanam and Yanam Muta Ravchia. And Ravoshia listed 13 to the exclusion of Ravchia because he's saying 13 and not 24. The question why is Ravchia saying 24? Uh, yeah, I, I can count. It's 24. What is he excluding? Meaning, what did not make Rechia's list that he wanted you to say, I omitted it for a reason? The answer is two. Moiser and Mephagel. Now, Moiser and Mephagel are cases where you have to pay, but Rechia did not want to list it. Now, well, let's go through each one. Piggle. Piggle is where a Kayan, when he's doing the carbon, he says, says or thinks, right? Really thinks. He's saying, it's not even speech. He's saying, as he's shechting it, He's saying, I'm going to burn this carbon next week. The halacha is, it's a disqualified carbon. Now think about that. By him doing that, carbonas are expensive. He made your carbon puzzle on purpose. He did it on purpose. He doesn't like you. He did it on purpose. Carbon is $1,000. He has to pay you $1,000. Rav did not want to list that. We'll see why in a moment. And Meiser. Meiser is, we all know what Meiser is. Now Meiser nowadays is the guy, someone informs on the government. So you see someone, someone calls... Unfortunately, this happens in this community fairly often, where you call someone calls the the building department and says, "Hey, my next door neighbor is building," yeah. and I'm not talking about whether it's a hetter, whatever it is. Even if there's a hetter, I don't think it's what Jews do. But you say you call the building department. The building department comes in, shuts them down, makes them take it down, thousands of dollars lost. Now, if they're allowed to call, that's one thing. But let's say the rabbanim, you go to Bezdin, and the Bezdin says you were not allowed to call. Okay, there used to be a lady, not Jewish lady, she used to go up and down the street. Yeah. If you do that, you'll be Zaycha, you'll get your own park named after you. Right? She used to go up and down the street and say, that's illegal, that's illegal, that's illegal. Mom's cool, just be nicer. Not like it's affecting my light and my neighbor. No, just go up and down the street. And then the building department comes in, shuts them down. You could take them to court because they inform the government on you. If the government caused you $500,000 worth of damages, then they have to pay. Rechia did not list that either. Those are the two that Rav Chia did not want to list. Moiser and Mephago. Now you have to pay. So the question is, why did Rav Chia not list it? And Rav Chia is comfortable with listing Knossis. Rav, Rav Chia is very comfortable. So why did he not list these two? So the Gemara says, 
list me, so why isn't it listed? I understand why Pigel he didn't want to list, because that's a whole world of Kutchim. Ruchia wanted to deal with the day-to-day operations. He did not want to deal with things that are only related to the Beis HaMikdash. I, I, this is fun. But what about Meiser? Meiser is a very common application. So why did he not list it? Meiser, my time, Eloitani. The answer is, Shani Meiser, Debidibura, Ubidibura, Eloikamari. Ruchia only wanted to list damages with actions, not damages with speech alone. Meiser, he's not doing anything, he's just talking. Ruchia did not want to get into that category of talking. Oh, Adam Zayman. Moitzi Shemra, those are those are just speech. So let's go through each one. Moitzi Shemra, Dibidibur Uhu Katani. Moitzi Shemra is where a husband accuses his wife after the wedding that she is uh, committed adultery. That's talk. There's no there's no there's no there's no action there. So why Enochia listed that? The answer is Dibur Desbe Maisa. It's a speech about an action. <laughs> Over there, it's a speech, right? It's a speech about an action. She, he's saying, my wife committed adultery. So while it's just a speech, but it's speech that's saying, included in the speech, is referencing an action, as opposed to Meiser, which could just be speech for speech's sake. Right? So, Meiser doesn't have to be, I give the example of a building department, but Meiser could be that the government is saying, hey, tell us everyone that has backyards. We want to know every Jew that has a backyard, we're giving penalties. So you just call, hey, he has a backyard. No, no nice at all, just talk. Talk, that's it. So, Maizu Shemra, at least, is a speech about an action. You're saying your wife committed adultery. So you're saying your wife did an action. Okay. What about Adam Zayman? Adam made a good point. Adam Zayman is mamish nothing. But Adam Zayman doesn't even need to be about an action. Adam Zayman, you could get up and say he's that he, he's a miser. He's a mamzer. You could say, I don't even have to say that anything was done. So the Gemara says... I Adam Zayman debur de lesbi ma'isu katani Adam Zayman. The answer is hasam avagav de lesbi ma'isu rachmana kari ma'isu. Adam Zayman, although there's no action, the Torah describes it as an action. Dechsev asisim loy kasha zamam laasos that you do what they try to do. So the pasuk describes it as an action. So therefore, Rachia felt more comfortable writing it. Okay. Bishloim elatani didan tana avis mechaldik ataldus. Rachia varavoishia avis mechaldik ataldus ataldus ain my new. The Gemara is saying like this. I understand why our Mishnah calls them Avos. Avos implies that they're subcategories. Because our Mishnah is four main categories that each one could be layered back. Adam includes Shemachinam, Shemachinam, whatever. Shar is this. Rav Chia listed 24. They're all covered. There is no Taldus. He listed literally everything. So there is no Taldus. So why are you calling it Av? I mean, there's got to be another reason why he's calling it an Av. Because I always think Av means they're subcategories. Our Mishnah listed four. Even Rav Oishe listed 13. There were subcategories. Rav Chia listed 24. He listed all the categories and the subcategories. So why is he calling them Avos? So the answer is, So why is Rav Chia and Rav Oishe, why are they calling them Avos when they listed subcategories as well? The answer is, The answer is, when Rav Oishe and Rav Chia call them Avos, it's not to say that they're Avos that... Meaning, what, what is the purpose of calling them Avos? It's not to say, they're Avos and there are Toldos. No, 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 no. They're Avos meaning, not that there are subcategories, but they're all Avos that they all pay the same way. They're all in the same category of an Av that they pay Mimetav. This we reference in the first Mishnah, that let's say I owe you $1,000, I'm giving you land for $1,000. I can give you swamp land, acres and acres of swamp land, or I can give you a 1,000-foot parcel of my best land. That's called Meitav. The halacha is that by Arba Avos Nezikin, you have to pay by those four, Meitav. 
The Rav Chia and Rav Aisha, when they called the 13 and 24 Avos, they weren't saying Avos that they're subcategories. They're saying they're Avos, meaning they all have that same halacha of an Av that you pay with Meitav. How do I know this? So, this is, if we were doing like this B'in, I would spend a lot of time. I'm not. I'm sure our school probably has a chart. Yeah. But, so, basically, there's Abavaz Nazikin. Each one pays Meitav. Each one has a word that's unique. Either Tachas, Nesina, Yishalim, or Kesef. All the other 24 have a, either one of those words as Xerushava. So the Gemara is not going through it. The Gemara is just saying, trust me, if you take all 24... All of them have either Tachas, Nesina, Yishalim, or Kesef to learn out from the Arbavas Nazikin to say Metav. So, and Artscore probably has a list of which one has which. Yeah, because Rashi, this is a very, very long Rashi. Rashi says, okay, uh, you know, Rashi says, Bekulik Siv, Oy Tachas, meaning Tachas is by Shar, so each one has Tachas, or Metav, which is Regel, and the, the point is, you know, the Gemara, Rashi goes there. Let's go weiter. Then the Mishnah said, okay, let me explain what the Mishnah is going to do. I don't know if we're going to do this. It's a very short Omid Beis because it's a very, very long Rashi. But I don't know if we'll do it. We'll see. The Mishnah said, there are Avas Nazikin. Okay, let me read a few lines of the Mishnah. It'll become very clear. Four Avas Nazikin. The Mishnah then is bothered. Why does the Torah have to list all four? Why can't I learn out from each other? And it said, Loi hare hashar, kare hamave, loi hare hamave, kare hashar. Shar and mave are not the same because shar has uniquenesses that make it more guilty that I would not be able to learn out mave. Mave has uniquenesses that make it more guilty. I would not learn out shar. So that's the Gemara is explaining. I can't learn out one from one. Then the Gemara says, okay, learn out one from two. The answer is, I can't. Why? Because Shar and Mava are both living, as opposed to Hever, which is fire, which is not living. Okay. Now, what the Gemara is, what the Mishnah is trying to do is showing how I need all four to be listed, because I le- can't learn out one from one, and I can't learn even learn out one from two. So let's I'll read a little Gemara, and then I'll show you a major issue with this. My Kamer, what is the Mishnah trying to say? Just write one Av, and I'll learn out the rest. The answer is, Then the Mishnah shows that you can't. Almost on the Ahmed base. Then the Mishnah said, the two to one, what's it trying to say? My comer, what is the Mishnah trying to say? Go to the next page. Just write two of the Avos, and I'll learn out the other ones from it. And then the Gemara says, I can't. Now, what's interesting about this is, if you look at what the Mishnah says, the Mishnah does not do a very comprehensive job. There are four. Right, we've done Gemara, and we've done more than half a Shas. We've, we're used to the flow. When there are four things, and you want to prove, I can't learn out one from one or two from one, what you do is, you don't just list one example, you go through all of them. What the Mishnah said is, if the Torah just wrote Shar, which is Karen, and Mave, which is, let's say, Shane, or Adam, I wouldn't be able to learn out fire from it, because fire is not living. Okay, I guess you need all of them to be written. Not really, because, okay, great. I understand why you can't learn out fire from Shane and Karen. Understood. But maybe you could learn out bar from them. Or maybe you could learn out stuff from bar and Karen. Bar and Shane. Shane and Regal. Bar and Regal. On and on. The Gemara doesn't do that. The Mishnah doesn't do that. So the Gemara says, 
This is the very, very long Rashi where it shows charts. The truth is, oh, you have a chart? Good for you. Everyone after Daf can listen. Go to Gavin. Gavin has stuff from his high school days. Truth is, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but the truth is, if the Gemara were to elaborate all of it, you could learn out everything as long as one of the two is bar. Shane and Rega, Shane and Karen, if those are the two, you can't learn out fire from it because fire is not living. If one of the two is fire, you can't learn out Karen from it because fire, fire is, uh, is Motzeh Hazeka. It's very common. All of them have an issue, except if you take any of them with bar. Any of them with bar, you'll be able to learn out stuff from it. Because whatever you counter, bar will respond. You say, oh, this is this is Kavanose uh, Lahazek. Well, well, bar is not, and it's Chayev. Well, this is Hanola Hazek, it gets pleasure. Bar is not, and it's Chayev. So as long as you have bar and one other one, it's like a, like a chess match. As long as you, give me bar and another one, I'll, I'll be able to win every single time. And Rashi proves how whatever the problem is, bar and another Whichever the one is, by the way, bar and Karen, bar and Shane, bar and Adam, bar and fire. You give me bar and another one, I'll be able to learn out at least one thing from it. So it's a real issue with the Mishnah because the Mishnah kind of implies that, like, I need all of them to be written because I can't learn out from it. Eh, not really. So the Gemara says, Amarava, Kulu Kushadis Bar Binayu, as long as I have one Av and a bar, I Kulu I'll be able to learn out everything except for Karen. Meaning, if you give me bar and fire, I'll be able to learn out Shane, Regel, except Karen. Why? Because Karen always has this trump card. Right? The premise is basically, if the Torah says I'm chayev by bar, obviously I'll be chayev by this. And you'll say, yeah, but bar is unique. That doesn't have. Well, I'm also chayev by Shane. Well, but Shane is unique. Is that This doesn't have. But bar yechiach. And what's the common denominator? You'd be able to learn that if you give me bar and another one, I'll be able to learn every then except for Karen, because Karen has this uniqueness that none else has. That it is you only pay half price the first three times. So because of that, Karen is the hardest to learn out from the rest. So it says the Gemara. Right. The common theme is that if I have A and B, right, and you both have to pay. So you'll say, learn out from A, but A has a uniqueness. Yeah, but B doesn't. So you see that uniqueness doesn't matter. But B has a uniqueness, but A doesn't. What's the common denominator? They do a damage, you have to pay. The answer is, if you give me bar and another one, I'll be able to learn out everything except for Karen, because when Karen is going up against it, I could always respond the same thing. You know what their common denominator is? Not that they have to pay. They pay full price. Karen doesn't. That's always the trump card. But if you give me bar and another one, I'll always be able to learn out something Except for Karen. Now the Gemara says there are opinions. Fair enough. Now the Gemara is going to get to that. Now I will say this though. According to some opinions, Karen Karen has a uniqueness that makes it more lenient that you only pay half price. But it actually has a massive reason to pay, and that it's the only one that is kavanosalahazik. Karen is the only one that has thought process to do damage. It's the only one of the avos, right? A person. It could be accidental, whatever it is. Fire doesn't have mind. Bar is stationary. Karen is the only one. So the Gemara says, actually, if you hold that that element of it is more significant than the half price, you can actually learn out everything from bar and another one, even Karen. The Gemara says, um, So here's the deal. According to this... So Karen means it's done on purpose? 
Correct. It's saying? goring. Yeah, it's goring. The animal, the animal wants to do damage. Now here's the deal. So this is what Adam pointed out. So now we have a massive issue, which is the Mishnah started off by saying, "Why do I need the Torah to list all four avos and zikin? Just learn list one, and I'll learn out. Can't learn out one. List two, I'll learn out. Can't. The answer is, yeah, you can. Give me bar and Karen, I'm fine. Give me bar and Aish, I'm fine. Give me bar and Adam, I'm fine. Give me bar and Shane, I'm fine. So if that's the point, then why is the Torah listing all four if I could really learn out some from the others? So the Gemara says, you, you want to know why? The Gemara says, So if I could learn out some from bar and another one, that's all you need. So why is the Torah listing all four? The answer is, the Torah is listing all four, not because there are uniquenesses that all four have meaning. The Torah is not listing all four to say all four are obligated to pay. If it was just to say obligated to pay, you're right. Give me Bar and Karen, I'll be fine. The answer is the Torah is listing all four because all four has a uniqueness. Let's go through each one. There is a special Chiddush by each Nezek that the other ones do not have. And that's why the Torah is listed all four. Karen, let's go through each one. Karen is L'chalik bin Tam Lamud. Karen is very obvious. There's a uniqueness to Karen, and that is the first three times you pay half price, the fourth time you pay, pay full price. That is something that none other ones have. Shane and Regel is Lepoitchen B'Shesarabim. Shane and Regel do not apply in B'Shesarabim. That's also a uniqueness is that they have that others do not have. Ada Abar is Lifter by Asakalim. This is a big chiddush. We're going to get to later on. All these are based on sukkim. If you, if an animal goes falls into a pit, you have to pay for the animal. But if the animal has on its back a bottle of wine and the bottle of wine breaks, you do not have to pay for that, according to most tanoim. That's a uniqueness by bar that you do not. You have to pay for animals and people damage, but not for kalim. It's a special chiddush by bar. So the point is, the reason why bar is listed is not to say that I'm obligated to pay because I could have figured that out. It's to say that I'm potter by kalim. I ulu Rav Yehuda de mechayiv on his kalim bar. So according to Rav Yehuda, you're chayiv for kalim. So why is bar listed? What's the uniqueness of bar? Lifter boy esa adam. You don't have to pay for a person. The halacha is that if an animal falls into a bar, you have to pay, not if a person. If a person falls into a bar, you do not have to pay for it, huh? Yeah, you got it. You do not have to pay for it. Um, okay. Now, Sharvali Adam. Again, the Gemara will go through. That's why we listed bar. Let's. Why did the Torah list Adam? If you hold that Mava is Adam, because it has uniqueness that you have to pay for Tsar, Nezek, Ripoy, and Baishas. Eish, why did the Torah list Eish? Lifter by Esatamun. Yeah, this is a big sukkah later on that we'll get to, is that if I burn down a ha- like, a, a, like a field, I have to pay for the field. What if inside the field you hid a tractor? I don't have to pay for the tractor. Kalim that are hidden in the field that are not visible when the fire is made, you do not have to pay for it. It's a base on the Tzachidosh HaPasach. So the reason why the Torah listed fire is to exempt for items hidden in the field. Okay, I according to you, you have to pay for things hidden in the field. So what's the uniqueness of fire? The halacha is that you have to pay. Let's say I burn down your field and it goes to your house and it singes it singes the stones. So the stones aren't ruined, but it's singed. It. They're, they're black and they're. I have to pay for that. That's a chiddush because even though you could say it's not, it's not, it's still usable, right? It's a, it's a wall; it's still usable, but it's black and blackened. I have to pay for that. That's a chiddush of fire, and that's why it was listed. So the reason why all four are listed is not to say the yechayev and nezek. I know yechayev and nezek. It's to give these specific details. Okay.